Happy Thursday. Hello? Oh, there's a phone call? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll tell him. Yeah. Um, the Pac-12, the banker, oh, is no. offering you oh, shit. $13 a year. Deal or no deal? Um, uh, look, man. I think we can get a better offer. Um, Remember, you have three cases left. Incentivized tiers. No deal. No deal. Okay, I'll tell him. Okay, you let him know. He Guys. Told, he told you to go himself. Did he? Whoa. Yeah. That's fine. Hi. We're out of the Big 12 anyways. Guys, it doesn't matter. Uh, welcome to the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I am Anthony Totri. This is Howie Mandel. Uh, um, actually, no, this is the Big Pokey, Shane Diefenbach. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, we got a lot to get into today, as we have. <laughs> Can you imagine a show with Stuart Mandel and Howie Mandel? Um, no. No, you can't. No, no. That'd be a fun show, though. They're the same person. Between yeah. two Mandel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just got saw in the corner. Just <laughs> peanut gallery. Look, today. we've we've got obviously a lot of conference realignment discussions um, to have as we. Pretty much had for the entirety of the week. Things are going to heat up here in the next 24, 48 hours uh, as it relates to Arizona State, Arizona, Utah. There was also day four of fall camp today. The quarterback competition is heating up. Drew Pine had yeah, his let's, best day. Let's scrap everything with the Big 12. Let's just talk about Drew Pine. Let's talk about Drew Pine and his yeah. quick release that yeah. he has, man. Dude. And his awful hair. Whoa. It's bad. Don't I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I'm like trying to tease what we got for the day. I'm like Drew Pine had a day, and you're like, yeah, his yeah, hairline no, sucks. It didn't say hairline. You said he's. Yeah, and I've only seen it post practice. Like it might be fine. It's fucked just, up, maybe man. The, maybe the helmet just messed it up. Like my hair after I wear a hat looks terrible. I got terrible hair right now. That's okay, Drew. I stand with you. Are you staying with Drew Pine? <laughs> with Drew Pine. <laughs> Let's talk uh, conference realignment because we've got an A-Bore meeting uh, later on today. I want to say in about four hours from now. The you would be correct if you said that. Is meeting. We, we've got what they've got on the docket, at least as it relates to Arizona State. So at 6 p.m., the board will call the public meeting to order and immediately convene in executive session regarding the following items. So they've got... Uh, a couple different things. Arizona State University President Michael Crow, and then the University of Arizona President Robert Robbins. There's a review of assignments for them, uh, and then also possible legal advice and discussion regarding university athletics. Can I be vulnerable for a second? What the hell is the like simoleon thing? I don't know. Why do you think I did not read those parts? What is, what is that? Yeah, like it looks like the 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 sign for sim dollars. What is sim, what is simoleons? It? Yeah, simoleons. Yeah. It looks like a simoleon sign. What I don't know it? if that's you being vulnerable or just ignorant. I don't like. I don't know. Ignorant? Do you know what it means? No. Then are you ignorant? No, but I didn't ask the question. Yeah, that's not being ignorant. That is quite literally not being ignorant because I want to learn. Hey, Zeus in the chat, you guys can pick <laughs> U of A. You're coming to the Big 12. Um, look, it is going to be interesting. This, I, I think tonight what you're going to get in a, I'm not going to say a perfect world, but in the world that we're currently living in, I think Arizona, Arizona State are going to receive authorization uh, to apply for the Big 12. Um, and then tomorrow you will get a Big 12 vote. And I think at that point, we are looking at the Sun Devils and the Wildcats being a part of the Big 12. And at that point, the Pac-12 uh, is probably dead at that point. Like, there, there isn't really any life left, uh, whether it's just Arizona today that leaves or if Utah were to go or Oregon. I think at this point, any one school um, can really destroy the conference well, at this and, point. Yeah, well, one meaning other schools would follow suit. I don't think literally one school could, but 
they like one school meaning yes then others would follow after 100 percent. there there is not a lot of hope and i feel bad for some of the programs that are being left behind uh especially a program like cal who you feel you know, bad for cal yeah i do because they are they are a good school academically and they're you know but their athletic programs have been declining and revenue has been declining even in a power five conference i can't imagine what the ad and like people who had the programs are thinking right now going into it because that's a school along with Oregon State and Washington State that you really haven't heard anything about yet and I know everything's kind of a rumor but it's still it's it would it'd be scary and and the dream scenario for you is either merging with the Mountain West or being the all-American airlines conference to joining <laughs> the a- ACC and just fly, flying all over the country I mean yeah well it sounds like it sounds like Stanford and Cal uh, if it, this all kind of depends on what the Big Ten decides to do, the Big Ten obviously eyeing Washington and Oregon, and there was further reports on that today. They've been given permission. I love the phrasing. I and there's lo- a Washington uh, Board of Regents meeting tonight yeah. at 9 p.m. as well. Which is what? Why at nine? Uh, Who does that? It's so late. People in Washington. Um, yeah, I, it's it is it, the the phrasing for it is always funny to me. Like they've been given permission to explore. Been- like expansion, <laughs> they just haven't been doing it for a year. Um, let's talk about the crow. I mean, elephant in the room. Mm. Um, and and nice. let's get to some of the comments about awesome people talking about how Robert Robbins is basically the puppet baking. master. Yeah. Um, what I'm just yeah, like we know Michael Crow's commitment to the Pac-12 and love affair with the Pac-12, and you know, I. <laughs> This is a touchy subject because so many, so many, not that touchy. Well, people get mad. So many ASU fans, when they think about Michael Crow, obviously they don't like him because of where the athletics have been pushed or their lack thereof, you know, reaching out and doing new things. But his job is to be a president of a school. um, And he has done a pretty good job of being a president of said school. Uh, and the athletic department, and it's hard to just separate athletics from everything. Trust me, I know it. Or it's easy to do that. And it's easy to just think that this is the only thing that matters because, you know, when you think of ASU and you're an ASU sports fan, you think of ASU football, ASU basketball. You don't think of a public university. Um, and that's something that I think he's gotten lost in translation, especially in the last couple of weeks. With that being said, it is a little bit embarrassing for not just him, but the school to to be shown in this light and it is because it is true like that i don't think that they don't they definitely don't leave if, if 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 arizona doesn't make this push well look i don't think at the end of the day and we talked about this earlier in the week about a potential move right is even if asu is being dragged to the big 12 kicking and screaming it doesn't matter 10 20 years from now it doesn't matter and next year it doesn't matter if you're going to <laughs> disneyland on one of those shitty buses that picks you up at some random gas station the end oh, of the day, it doesn't matter because you end up at Disneyland. Where do those exist? Yeah, yeah, though those exist. No, they. Do they? Oh, they no, exist. They yeah, no, it's like mean. five to ten dollars. Yes, it. Yes, I'm not five saying. I'm not saying I've gotten on Wait, whoa, said whoa. buses. Hold the hell on. What the fuck are you talking? You're talking about from like a Circle K, which shout out Circle K, great place. So you're talking about a Circle K in Arizona would take you all the way to Disneyland? Yeah, that's not real. Yes, it is. Yes. No, it's not. I'll show you after the show. Those things exist. I don't want to. I don't want to be shown that. I don't want to sure? go to where that is. Dude, I want to know. Ben, I'm. I'll tell you. I got you later. I got you later. Look, it exists, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, ASU is going to their version of Disneyland, which just so happens to be the Big 12. It's, I don't care. 
I don't care that Michael Crow didn't want to go. I don't care that he's got this weird love affair for George Klyovkov and Larry Scott and staying in the conference of champions. Like it, it really doesn't matter to me. What matters is making the right decision and getting there. It doesn't matter how they come to the agreement. It doesn't matter how they get approved. It just matters that it happens and it happens now because to your point, Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State, the only reason right now that there isn't any discussion of some of those other programs making the leap to the Big 12 is because there's a consensus that the Big 12 wants to hold at 16 and you've got 14 and 15 being Arizona and Arizona State and then the the reported not deal, but I guess partnership with Utah has all three of those schools filling those three final spots for the Big 12. If Arizona State were to hold out on that, or if Utah were to hold out on that, there is certainly going to be discussion of other teams in the pack and just other teams in general that could potentially make a move to the Big 12, whether that be SCSU. Like at this point, it is survival of the fittest in terms of some of these programs, and you are going to see things get cutthroat when the Pac-12 does dissolve. I'm not going to even say, like, if, because at this point, it is a matter of when. It will dissolve into another conference or merge with another conference. Yes, that's in it. But it could also just explode 100%. Um, I forget who tweeted, but somebody said, this isn't even conference realignment anymore. This is conference consolidation. It, it, there's only going to be four conferences. Um, four conferences that matter. Yeah. Well, yeah obviously there's a lot more we're, yeah. we're not going to talk about the Mac because that'll just get me fired up. Um, but yeah, there's shout out Trayson Borgay. That was mean to him like a week ago. I'm being nice to him now. <laughs> Trayson Borgay, burrito express athlete, by the way. Look, I, uh, the, the Arizona border regions meeting tonight is certainly going to be interesting. It is no, obviously, yes, it is. No, the, the actual meeting is not going to be the second meeting. Now this week that they're having, I think, and this is all, Speculative. I think the first Arizona Border Regents meeting this week was in relation to Arizona and Robert Robbins and their decision to want to leave the Big 12. And I had this conversation with Saul the other day of I really don't think the Arizona Board of Regents wants Arizona and Arizona State to split up. They don't want them in separate conferences. They obviously have control over both of them. They would like them to go together. I also don't think that either of the schools want to split up. Yeah, and I think you're seeing, the, well, it's less of the schools wanting to split up in one school in Arizona that I think is ready to move on in one school in Arizona State that maybe was a little hesitant, right? So it was just a matter of trying to get them to meet in the middle, and I think they did. Um, and I think it is for the best of the programs. Look, we've talked about it. Arizona State in Arizona belong in the same conference together. I don't care if that's the Pac-12. I don't care if it's the fucking Mountain West. I don't care if it's whoa, the SEC. Whoa, I, it doesn't matter. Those schools no, belong together. Relax. They belong together. Relax. Do they not? Dude, if you're... I'm not saying that they're going to go to the Mountain West. No, I know, I know, but, but what, you would rather the schools stay together than have split up to like the Big Ten and the Big 12 if, if they went to the Mountain they West? They belong together. Yeah, but you would rather that? You would rather they go to the Mountain West together than split up to the Big Ten and Big 12 separately. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. That's a crock of shite. It's a crock of shite? Yes, it is. Wow. I, I did not expect that sentence mm. on the show today, at least in relation to something I said. Maybe into Michael Crow and what he's got going on, but I don't know. Wannikin in the chat, Big 12 will have <clears throat> the most fun football and basketball games. Yeah, I think in in large part of this conversation, it's been football because 
football season is, I mean, obviously among us and football is, you know, the major sport in terms of college athletics, but this really is going to be, this is the basketball conference at this point. And I think obviously the competition is certainly elevated than what you have in the Pac-12 currently. Plus, the the commissioner is the, or was, I don't know if he still is, the COO of Rock Nation. That's Shout cool. out Jay-Z. Hova. Cool. <laughs> wow. Wow. You're welcome. Look, the basketball conference in, in Arizona State here, I think it's certainly going to, to help them. I think it's going to help Bobby Hurley. I think it's going to help the program. Iron sharpens iron. Um, and I'm really, really excited to see what comes out of the meeting tonight because I think I today is the final day that Arizona State will be in the Pac-12, in my personal opinion. Given everything I've seen, everything I've heard, um, conversations I've had, it, it just feels inevitable that at this point, unless A, somebody gets cold feet, or B, something magically blows up, I, I have a tough time believing that Arizona State, Michael Crow and Robert Robbins and Arizona uh, don't hold hands and skip their way to Texas. Uh, that'd be a cute way to go. Um, <laughs> Sean in the chat saying, if Oregon State, Stanford, Washington State, and Cal have to move to the Mountain West, would that make the Mountain West the Power Conference? No, it wouldn't. The, the, the Power Five was, it has been the Power Five because of longevity. Um it would now, I don't know if it's even going to be called anything anymore, the Power Four, I don't know. But like, it, it would, they would have to prove continued success. It wouldn't make them a Power Five conference immediately, no. Uh, that's an interesting thought, though. Um, if Utah doesn't come, wouldn't Big 12 want to add UConn to make it a super basketball conference? That's another interesting thing. Uh, I'd, or Gonzaga. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, they don't have a football team, so they wouldn't that, they wouldn't even consider that. UConn kind of has a football team. Uh, they kind of have yeah. a football team? <laughs> uh, Utah. Do they even have one now? Utah? UConn. Mm, I don't know. Let me look it up. I don't watch a lot of UConn football. I imagine they do, but... You never know. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I'm high. I Look, at this point, at, the, on them last year. at this point, what we've seen over the course of the week, it has been a lot of, okay, it's starting with Arizona and the rumors there. Then it got to Arizona, Arizona State. Then it moved and progressed to Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. And again, it's it's the missing, it's the missing puzzle piece to the Big 12 as it stands right now. They want to get to 16. They can get to 16 with these three programs. Each and every one of them adds something a little bit different. And I think the Big 12, if you're looking at it, outside of unless there's a late play for Oregon or Washington and the Big 10 doesn't necessarily go to grab those schools, I have a tough time believing that the Big 12 is going to want an Oregon State, a Stanford, a Utah, or um, a Cal, a Washington State instead of a Utah. You know what's so funny? Oregon State's going to mess around and win the Pac-12. Football and then be in the Mountain West championship and then not be in the conference anymore. <laughs> they might. They might. If you're the Big 12, right? That makes the most sense is to go with those three. Yeah, uh, I agree with Winnikin though. Utah still seems like they're in the wait and see mode. I think they're in the wait and see and then go mode. Like I think I think as soon as this whole Arizona and ASU thing gets done, if it does get done, uh, then I think they're probably gonna. You'll hear talks about their. Their board of regents is meeting, and they're gonna. Da, da, da. Um, but yeah, I think I don't. I've, I definitely think they're keeping their options open just in case anything falls apart at the last second. What other options do you think Utah has? Because I feel like Utah, outside of Oregon and Washington, we've talked about this. Utah feels like it has a little bit more control of the situation given their athletic department. 
Why do you say that? I just think their athletics are superior to some of the ones that we've seen. Really? Their athletics or their football football. program? But football is king. Football is king regardless. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily matter. Teams and programs are going to want. Well, then why 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 aren't people chomping at the bit to get them? Well, people, we're talking about what? The Big Ten and the Big 12? If I'm the Big Ten, I'd rather have Oregon and Washington. Why? Didn't you just say football is king? Football is king, but I think it makes the most sense for them to go with those two schools and those are why? the schools that they've been linked with I know, but the why, entire why? time but, but take take away linked why, why is that why why are they more attractive than utah football's king i think it just fits they're bigger brands okay right yeah washington yeah. and oregon are bigger brands uh, no, don't bring up the supersonics clint stop it <laughs> bad jake why does the big 10 want washington i don't understand that yeah i just think it, it, it's bigger brands uh, and i think it has well, it, well, I understand them wanting it, but it, it, it is weird that them in Oregon are like... Attached at the hip? They, they like, they're rivals. Washington State's not Washington's rival, apparently. Um, but also, it's like, it's it's weird that, that Washington is such, such a desirable place. And the big market, maybe the, the funding, whatever their football program has, the most recent CFP berth in the pack. So maybe, but yeah, it, it is it is interesting. Um, and then they just like the North schools. I don't know. Uh, LTC doing push-ups while he's watching our show. We love that. We absolutely love that. We love a fit king. LTC, keep going. Keep going. Where do you think this all like went wrong for George? Uh, I think it went wrong in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> As I've said many a time. But I, I mean, George just sat around and sucked his thumb for two years too so Damn. that's such an awful image to have yeah it is is this old man just sitting there sucking yeah well you his don't thumb. have to say it again and you didn't have to yeah. add by the fact that he's old you're you didn't right. have to you're do right. that you're right you're right um look i i will there is one final part of the pack 12 that i want to bring up because there was an interesting tweet sent out by brett mcmurphy uh, earlier today. He'd really just be sending out interesting tweets. Huh? He, re- he really does. So this is what the tweet had to say, right? This is, so Apple's primary media rights deal with the Pac-12 expires at the end of the week. Sources told the Action Network HQ proposal is, quote, in the low $20 million Woo! range per school annually, but can fluctuate and increase based on membership, size, and subscription incentives, sources said. Yeah. They put a clock on them. Yeah. And I also, this is what the Pac-12 network looks like right now. If you're watching. <laughs> it's just the yeah, logo yeah. you squint and you're like what the hell is that oh gosh uh, sean brings up a good point right well he does but also asu is. asu is an age. <laughs> and yeah i <laughs> oh my Woo! gosh that was it's just so silly nothing matters um yeah that yeah they are a academic schools what do you think about apple putting the pressure on george and the jungle the rest no <laughs> on curious george um and what this is like I I feel like it's not I feel like he's not putting the pressure I feel like this is almost George also putting the pressure on the schools they're kind of divvying up the pressure Um, yeah this was never going to work with the numbers presented and this is the only thing they had they just you really didn't want to believe what everyone was thinking was going to happen and then all of a sudden they presented the numbers and uh oh it turned into the cap 12 yes uh-oh, ltc uh-oh, those push-ups uh-oh. are making are getting the blood flowing getting to, to your brain making yeah you think harder it, it's certainly tough not the ltc to see what the what's going to happen for the pac-12 again it looks like it's headed toward extinction or a potential merger um we're can gonna we, sorry but no, before go we go on to the next topic can we yeah. just say this out of like take everything 
take all of your interests, rooting interest away from the like where you want teams to go. This really just sucks. Like what this sucks? sucks for college athletics. This just sucks. The death of the Pac-12. No, just everything going on. The 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 poaching of, of conferences. The moving. It's no no. It sucks because it's all about money, and that sucks. That really really sucks. It's so so stupid how far we've moved. It's just it, it is all about money and it, and it sucks. It what it just sucks. Okay, look, I I, I will rebuttal on that. I, I don't think it sucks. Why? Because I, I this is just the nature of. But that's what sucks. The nature of life fucking sucks. Whoa, whoa, Capitalism whoa, 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 whoa. sucks. The this fact is... that it's all about money sucks. That's what sucks. I know it's the nature, but that's what sucks. Is everything okay? No, it's so annoying. We're seeing, uh, again, take away what you think about the Pac-10, Pac-12, poverty, Larry Scott, whatever, poverty conference. It's It still had great memories. The Pac-12 after dark was fantastic. Yeah, Having was. a West Coast Power 5 conference is great. And, and you know what? It sucks, because it's not gonna happen anymore because people want money, and that's all that matters. Oh, look at this money figure I'm throwing out here. Here's $50 million because we're, we play Southern brand of football and that's what people want to watch. Kids just want to play football. We just want to watch football. Stop monetizing me. Okay. I'm Do done. you struggle with change? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Do I struggle with change? Yeah. No. Wait, I don't struggle with change. It seems like you do. I struggle with change that is for greed. I struggle with greedy change, Anthony. Now I have a better sponsor. God damn, <laughs> buddy. Take a deep breath. Let me tell you about Wink. That's yeah. exactly what you need, okay? It's the perfect little can with a little bit of THC in it to just calm you down, okay? Maybe you can come to peace with what's about to happen in terms of Arizona State, the I Big 12. I don't know if you have. I don't know if you have. But Wink will get the job done. Guys, I got a bunch of different flavors. It tastes really good. You can't taste the THC, and it's not like enough of it to really like knock you out like an like a i guess a full-on edible would be this is like the perfect level of just like yeah. being able to take it down a notch guys and it's available in either two and a half milligram or five milligram cans you can find wink right here in arizona look for wink at all sunday goods dispensaries in the valley and botanica dispensary in tucson they're now in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen others to find the fastest way to get your hands on one go to drink um, Jose in the chat saying it's college sports. Are you really that surprised? No, I'm not surprised. And that's what sucks. <sighs> I'm not surprised. Loud noises. Help! I don't know why I'm yelling. <laughs> well, I'm going to yell a little more. I was yelling a little bit today because I bet on the Texas Rangers minus one and a half. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Bottom of the eighth, up one run. And I needed one more. And they got it done with two outs. We love that. And I cashed at BetMGM. Guys, it is the only place to bet on collegiate sports. I just put more money into the machine, become a consumer with BetMGM. Guys, use that promo code or bonus code PHNX. Sign up for BetMGM. Use that bonus code. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. Before our Arizona audience, all you got to do is place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Guys, we're almost here. We, we, have, we got football tonight. We got football tonight. You talk about another cash grab. Football? The Pro Football Hall of Fame game oh, is that. Uh, Zach Wilson versus Kellen Mond. Anybody? Jets minus two? Lock it in. Uh, BetMGM. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to me talk about the disclaimer.
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Or Ontario. We got somebody here who knows a little something about Ontario. The one, the only, Craig S. Morgan. Craig, you've covered Arizona State for... For like 59 years. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Jeez, man. <laughs> it's, it's like the Kevin Hart meme where he's like, damn. <laughs> he's talking about his age. I think I that, throw my meniscus. <laughs> that's, that's real fucked up, man. Uh, Craig, you, like I said, covered college athletics, Arizona State, for a while. Uh, you, you've seen... Arizona State go through a bunch of different transitions. Obviously, this week alone, between mm. the stadium deal, between the Arizona Board of Regents meeting that could have a giant impact on what conference Arizona State plays in. Uh, just, I guess, what has this week been like for you who's seen Arizona State uh, and just kind of the trajectory that they've been in? Well, I'm sad. Yeah. I'm sad, Anthony. I really am sad. I, I, I loved covering the pack, whatever it was back. I didn't cover the pack eight. I know some of you think I might have. <laughs> but I cover the pack 10. I cover the pack 12. Saw some great games, saw some great athletes. I loved the tradition of this conference. And I hate the idea of it crumbling. You know what else I hate? Greed. Oh God. Greed. Let's I go. hate greed. I hate it. I know there are some people out here who think it's just a black and white issue with naming rights for Sun Devil Stadium. It's not. The, the two are not mutually exclusive. There's nuance here. I get that they need more money. There's always the need for more money, especially in America, because yeah. if Green. we worship anything, we worship the almighty dollar. The yeah. almighty dollar and celebrity may be our two greatest exports. <laughs> but there are certain things that I feel should be sacred. And I'm not saying that you can't call Sun Devil Stadium Sun Devil Stadium still. A lot of people will. I yeah. will. I won't use that corporate name. I never use corporate names when I write even, because... They're not paying me and I'm not obligated to, but it just feels like there should be certain traditions that are off limits. Like in Chicago, where I'm from, they tried to sell naming rights to Soldier Field and the city just went nuts and said, no, you're not doing it. And I know Wrigley Field is originally named after the Wrigley family. That, that's, that's a corporate sponsor mm -hmm. in a way. They don't own the team anymore. Wrigley Field ain't changing its name. Certain things should be sacred. And this is all about greed. So you're talking Sun Devil Stadium. You did not like the nope. the announcement of Mountain America. I mean, it's not Stadium. like I have any problem with the actual sponsor. I would might have picked a different one if I had a choice that wasn't like a financial institution, yeah, yeah, which yeah. really underscores that this is about greed. Yeah. But I just don't like that Sun Devil Stadium was for sale. I don't like that. It's it's maybe the most iconic brand that ASU has, yeah. and now it's associated with a financial institution. But it it, it goes back to they felt like their hand was forced to sell it because of the almighty dollar, because mm -hmm. that you are behind if you're not making enough money for your school or your program. And because only 40 something schools have sold their naming rights to their football stadium, they wanted to get ahead of the curve for once. Yep. And it, and it sucks that <laughs> cool. they have to feel that way. It's true, it's, it's, it's all true. It is the climate that we're living in with college athletics. And again, I'm not going to go back and be this traditionalist and say we need to go. Look, there was never a pure time in college athletics. If you actually study yeah. the different eras, there was corruption in every era. But mm -hmm. it, it just feels like money is the driving force behind everything, including conference realignment. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. Do you, do you, and and we're very supportive of players getting paid because they're the ones yes. doing that. But do you think that has a hand in anything that's happening now? Do you think that if the NIL bill wasn't passed, that maybe the the Pac-12 death would have been delayed? I don't know about the conference at large, but I know people at ASU aren't a big fan of. You guys know it too yeah. of, of NIL, but I am a big fan of that because when you look at the obscene amount of money that schools are making off college athletics. Who's making that money for? Yeah. It's it's the athletes. Let's let's if you want to call it a scholarship, however you want to mask it, yeah, make sure that they're taken care of because they're making you so much money that you're using to fund other areas of your institution. I'm one thing I am curious with before we continue the conversation on the Big Twelve and Arizona mm-hmm. State is I guess to play devil's advocate here. Again, I'm gonna call Sun Devil Stadium, Sun Devil Stadium. But if Arizona State needed this fifty million dollars and not selling the naming rights of Sandoval Stadium, if that was completely off the board. Is there a way, do you think that they, like how would you go about trying to get that 50 million outside of Sandoval Stadium? It's still corporate sponsorships, right? Like that's that has been Michael Crow's great strength at ASU. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to go dive too deep into this. I know people don't want to hear politics, but pretty much about 6% of ASU's, a so-called state school, about 6% of their funding comes from the legislature. Michael Crow has to go out and raise the rest, whether it's, Corporate sponsorships, of course, tuition, right? So he he's adept in that field. That's that's one of his greatest strengths. He's managed to keep ASU relatively affordable and accessible by developing all these corporate sponsorships. But you you go down a road when you do that, right? You you open yourself up yeah. to criticism or sway in certain situations. And I don't know. And especially like you you just do that. In, in in a vacuum in in it going to the school like you're never going to notice that but when you're a fan of athletics like you, that is the one thing you notice you don't notice the the law school that gets built you don't notice the the new nursing school that gets built right. you don't notice all of the facilities that get built all you notice is the win loss and why aren't we winning because we don't have enough money and where are we getting our money from oh i don't like how we're getting our money but it's it, it's a vicious cycle the the contradiction for me here with everything that crow is doing like you guys know about the athletic district yeah. all the plans that they yeah. have for that okay it, it, it's ingenious, right? All that, mm-hmm. all the tax revenue goes to upgrading those facilities. It's, it's incredible what he accomplished on that piece of land. It, if you're not going to take athletics seriously enough, what, what are you doing with that? Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I have questions for Michael Crow. I would yeah. love to sit down with Michael Crow and dive into some of these things mm-hmm. because I am confused by some of, like I said, the, the contradictions that exist within that athletic I, department. I feel almost as if he's being he's pulling himself in two completely different directions with it too. It's, 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 can you care enough about athletics while also not wanting to care too much about athletics where it takes away from academics or your school? And I, and I feel like he's just in this middle ground, no man's land where he's not making anybody happy, but he's still producing, you know? Yeah. Well, are you guys excited about the big 12? Uh, I'm excited to be done. It's like, to deal it's with like, it. it's like when you break your leg and you see an ambulance coming, you're like, I'm excited that the ambulance is here, <laughs> but like, I, I would rather not have broken my leg. Somebody said this that to is me a crazy a, analogy. Somebody said this to me a couple of days ago and I, I don't want to name the person, but it was really funny. Lighting goes, can we just admit that the big 12 is a series of truck stops? <laughs> it is. And that's why U of A fits so well in it. And we don't. <laughs> Like from a road trip standpoint, going from the Pac yeah. to the Big Twelve, that's a big downgrade. Yeah. I'm sorry, because the the Pac twelve had like the best road trips yeah. in college athletics. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that was a little bit of a joke, but also the the Big Twelve is filled with small towns that love their sports. They yeah. love their athletics. That's where it works, right? Yeah. Small towns. And ASU is a big town that doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. It is just strange. Uh, but U of A fits perfectly. I think Arizona State fans are going to learn a thing about like college athletics here if you know this move to the big 12 actually happens and everything that's that's kind of been 
talked about comes to fruition. Maybe it's a good thing that this is happening from a fan base point of view because it's like it's like a a kid that meets another impressionable kid and the impressionable kid is a bad kid and the other kid is a good kid and the Big 12 is the good kid that cares a lot about school and ASU is this bad kid who's like grumpy all the time and doesn't like anything and they hang out more and maybe they learn a thing or two about being a fan. Yeah, but you're talking about the fan bases. Yeah, the fan yeah, bases. Yeah, yeah, Of like what it means to be an actual fan and the, the issue with that though is I think a lot of the the dance that fans do, or at least when people talk about Arizona mm -hmm. State, and you can attest to this, is mm -hmm. there's so many other giant sports to go watch, right? If Arizona State's not playing well in football or basketball, oh, that's fine. We'll go watch the Suns. Suns aren't playing well. Right. It's fine. We'll go watch the Cardinals. And it's just this constant cycle of we don't have to be a diehard fan because we have a major team Options. in every single sport. How many big cities in the U.S. have major college athletic programs that get that kind of support. Like LA was this freak, right? Yeah. For a while with SC and, yeah. and UCLA. Who else has it? Like go back east, Chicago, I mean, nope. New York, nope. Boston, no. Philly, no. UCLA Detroit, no. also just, lost it. Like they, yeah, they don't they get did fans lose. anymore. It, it's, it, it seems to work better in that small town or at least mid-sized town mm -hmm. oh, atmosphere. Yeah. It's Seattle, because that's what they have. Seattle, they do it's well. They yeah. They do well with Washington for football, but not anywhere near of what these other places go like right people were talking about kc in the chat yesterday and how the big 12 tournament and the fans and whatever i'm sure that's awesome but it's also just like it's not anywhere i would personally want to live uh, but the, kansas it, it, city no how about oh, yeah. lubbock no how about lubbock mm. lubbock's not a real place Stillwater? No. even the name of the town doesn't <laughs> sound good Stillwater. Does it? it sounds like yeah. a place mm. i would visit in a western video game Oh, God, that sounds awful, to be honest with you. Look, one of the things that was talked about amongst the media today over at fall practice was the fact that if this happens and the Pac-12 does dissolve, it's going to be a real shame that everybody doesn't get to go to Vegas anymore and have the, the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, it's just... All that type of stuff was was really really fun, and I think and I don't I mean I don't think the Big Twelve would ever change any. Or I'm not gonna say would never. Well, he their commissioner has mentioned Vegas as being a destination. I for think Vegas tournament. would be so much fun. Well, so it is, much fun. It is so much fun from experience. But if they just they just they're like oh George we're so sorry we're gonna take four of your teams and then also Las Vegas we're gonna do okay. that to you hold on this U of A fans love doing this I do not think ASU is too good for the Big Twelve I think the Big Twelve is too good for ASU that is what I was saying the, the fan bases are so rabid over there like ASU doesn't have that that's what I was saying they just like, they just rabid. Hate, they hate me I'm sure you guys have talked about this already but from from a football standpoint. What's the Big Twelve? Like, yeah. what is it? Like, it is weird. You have lost Oklahoma. You, yeah. If you look through the, the the history of the college football playoff until last season, no Big Twelve team had actually gotten into it other than Oklahoma. TCU did last year, of course. You're also losing a massive brand in Texas. You take those two teams out. I'm sorry. Hey, What's coming in? Panera Bread University, them. Cincinnati. Yeah. Let's go. What's coming Panera in? Eight replaces them. This is a mediocre football conference. Oh, it's yeah. going to be a great basketball conference. But here's the other truth about college basketball: regular season rankings for college basketball stink. Yeah. They're not good. Yeah. So it's not like UA is bringing some great brand to the ratings for the regular season. The only time it matters is tournament time. Yep. Unless you're me, then it matters all the time. Indiana Purdue Fort Worth money line. Stop. Yeah. Let's go. You're doing that right now in August. That's crazy. <laughs> Odds aren't available yet. Yeah. Oh, they might be. Uh, look, it, it's certainly going to be fun. What do you think about just in terms of the the potential move, Craig? The Arizona Board of Regents meeting, the second one this week. The first one, obviously, having to do with Arizona. This one feels. I mean, this one is now having to deal with Arizona State and Arizona. 
Um, doesn't sound like the Arizona border regions want these schools to, to really separate. Yeah. And I mean, I guess the question that I'm going to ask is, is today the end for Arizona state in the PAC 12? Yeah. And I, listen, I don't want to pretend that I'm any definitive source on this. I haven't covered this year. Well, everybody is that. Yeah. yeah everybody's there's, there's an a expert, lot of them out there. Right? Um, and I haven't covered this university that closely for a while, but my conversations here's, here's my understanding of it. And Again, I could be wrong. My understanding is that if Michael Crow wants to make this a joint deal, it will be a joint deal because he holds that much sway over the Arizona Board of Regents. If you don't believe that, do some research on appointments and relationships, and you will find that it is without a doubt true. He holds, he has his thumb on the Arizona Board of Regents. So if he cares enough that U of A is leaving. I'm sorry, we're not supposed to call them U of A anymore, are we? <laughs> if he cares enough that Arizona is leaving, Leah's out over there cringing right now. Um, if, he, I'm if he cares at a, enough, at a, at a he comment. can make it happen. If he doesn't care, but when you look around at what's happening to the conference right now, you don't want to be the, the the school that's left without a chair when the music stops. And if, if yeah. Oregon and Washington are going, if Arizona and Utah are going, there's nothing left of the Pac-10. Yeah. At that point, it's about preservation. And I had someone say to me, it's pretty clear that everybody is looking out for their own interests rather than the interests of the collective. So if that's the case, ASU probably has to follow suit. And that's like that's definitely a changing of the like what we've heard in the past from athletic directors. Even when you got to talk to Ray yesterday, Ray has never said the things that he had said in terms of conference realignment or the way that he was talking well, about. He had never omitted the the Pac-12 flag waving ever. And then that was the first time yesterday that he, that he did. And it's not even about hearing stuff. It's just about, well, it is about literally hearing stuff that Crow is saying directly about the Pac. And this just feels like the first time ever. That yeah. It's, mm. it's, it's, you know been disbanded connor brings it up i think it all rests with oregon i think at this point it, like i said it doesn't really matter which schools opt to leave now there is there's not enough to to keep this conference together you could see potentially a pac-12 and, and mountain west merger but i don't know like that with doesn't what's left yeah with like the, with like the scraps can I, and i'm gonna anger your father by saying this does anyone buy the interest in Washington State in no, the Big Twelve? Not yeah, I don't. I, I find that almost laughable well, that Washington State would be attractive to the Big Twelve. It's crazy because you hear rumors about literally every school going to the Big Twelve except for Oregon State and Washington State. Yeah, it is nuts. Actually, you haven't heard a rumor about them going anywhere. Um, <laughs> well, I did read something on Twitter, but I was like, "There's no way that can be true." Yeah. There's something on Twitter about everything. That's true. Yeah. You just like put in the right keywords, yeah. you'll find whatever oh, you're looking yeah. for. Well, it's the same thing with Google. You type in whatever you want to hear and it'll spit it back at you. <laughs> Look, it, it's certainly going to be an interesting uh, next, what, the Board of Regents meeting starts at 6, so we've got another 3 hours and 20 minutes. And we'll be live until then. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, but if if something does come out of that meeting tonight, we're, we're definitely going to be live uh, to talk a little something, bit about it. Something significant comes out of the meeting. If, if it goes as we expected... We'll wait until an official thing is going. We're not just going because a word was said. Um, well, yeah, a word was said. You guys are of the belief, right, that this media deal that they threw out is not even tenable, right? Like the no. subscription number seems completely unreasonable. No. no. Okay. The math I think that, that we had on the show yesterday was some astronomical number. If they wanted to just meet the big 12's yeah. number, which, again, is the, the fourth of the power five like deals, they would have to hit a ridiculous number of subscribers. And that's without talking about ad revenue and a bunch of other stuff. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It's sad to me to think that the Western United States is not going to have a, a geographic conference. Now it's, 
It's just bizarre to me. Mountain West, man. <laughs> no? You don't like the Mountain West? I Dude, mean, Washington State is such a big I'm, sky school. I'm probably looking at this as, from a football perspective, right? Because that's where yeah. the money is. Yeah. We're coming back to money again. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's sad, but that's the state of things now because of greed, because of money. Love greed. <sighs> Gosh, guys, you know who's not greedy? Circle K, because they got some bomb deals on literally everything, on gas, on snacks, on Polar Pops. Guys, buy Powerade at four for five bucks. See, that's not greedy, Craig. You can get some of those. And be entered, and you could be one of 10 finalists entered to win a 2023 Ford Big Ben Bronco SUV. Buy two, get one free Monster Energy drinks. Beatbox Hard Tees, Shane's personal favorite. Buy two, get one free. Guys, I literally stop at Circle K every single day, not for gas, but for energy drinks, for Gatorade, for water, for literally everything. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff they have. And right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Yep, grab yourself a Craig Morgan IPA from Four Peaks. <laughs> big fan of their super juicy right now. Four Peaks is the best beer for Mountain West football and heartache, as Connor says in the chat. Uh, check out at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. It is delicious. It is tasty. And I'm not just talking about the beer. I'm talking about the food. Go to their 8th Street Pub down in Tempe. It's a great place to celebrate an Abor meeting. You know, you can, <laughs> yeah. you can just you, maybe you Get can some watch. Chicken the, tendies in a while. There yeah. you go. Chicken tendies and an Abor. We love that. You can watch the first three seconds before it gets moved <laughs> to executive session. You got to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks and please drink it responsibly. Oh, God, Craig, before we get you out of here, uh, obviously fall camp for Arizona State day four. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But I'm just curious on, on your thoughts on, on Kenny Dillingham and A, the way that he has handled any of the questions surrounding the, the potential move, just going straight to the fact that they've got a football game in 30-something days. He addressed the, the Mountain America Stadium uh, I saw thing it. yesterday, that With funny enthusiasm. clip. Yeah. He's just he's a character. I'm, I'm just curious if you've covered a coach that – I guess is a character is a character like him. A lot of well, not like him, but I've covered a lot of characters. <laughs> you've I mean, covered, I've covered, covered a lot of cartoon characters. <laughs> I mean, you think about the coaches that I covered yeah. at Arizona State. If we're talking specifically for football, there, I covered Todd Graham. I covered yeah. Dirk Cutter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, there's, there's plenty of characters. There. Let's talk about Dennis Kenny. Erickson. I mean, Herm Edwards. There were every one of them was a character in their own way. Herm Edwards was but an NPC. Kenny's got. He's just got positive energy. That's yeah. the thing that just jumps off the screen whenever he's on with you guys. He's just got such positive energy for this program. I think they needed an injection of that. That doesn't mean he's going to succeed. I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but, I, you know, the honeymoon period is always the easiest part yeah. for any coach that's coming in. We'll see what happens. For sure. He's got a lot of challenges ahead of him, some of which we just talked about. But I wish him luck. Yeah. Well, obviously, see what happens. I'll let you. You can before, go do what you got to do. Right in front. Yeah, absolutely. Before he leaves, one thing that I mean, you, you talk about a positive coach. You guys had Greg Powers on. Uh, yeah. What was that? Two days ago. Yeah. On PHNX Coyote Show yesterday. Yesterday. So if you are a ASU hockey fan as well, go check that out. Interview on our YouTube channel. Yeah, that's a fun program to watch. Now they've got. They've got the arena. They've got the conference. They've got all the foundational pieces in place now. It's going to be really interesting to see what they can do. And they just beefed up their staff now with two incredible assistant coaches. God, so I love beef. That Let's program. Go. That was the first time I've ever heard Craig use like beef that way. Use use a meat in a sentence. Yeah. Thanks, Craig. I appreciate <laughs> Thanks, you coming Greg, on. Greg man. Powers also talked about Kenny Dillingham and activate the valley. As love well. that. Oh, love gosh. that. Thank you, Craig Morgan. Activate the valley, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Let's talk fall camp. Um, we saw. A Let's talk about greed. 
No, let's we already about, talked let, about greed. No, let's talk about how, how greedy that ASU's defensive backs were today, huh? Oh, they're greedy every day, yeah. dude. Dude, the defensive backs call have been... Williams. I'm not going to call them the bright spot because there have been a lot of bright spots, but the defensive backs have been just like a, a real shining star of Aww. Arizona State's fall camp. That's Jordan so Clark, <laughs> Roe Torrance... Uh, and a guy, D. Ford. D. Ford has also been a, a lot of fun uh, just to watch because he is. People are going to call him undersized because he is shorter, but he is. If you're calling him undersized as a, as an adjective now, after he's been playing for three, four years, you're high. What he what he makes up like the way he makes up for his size is in the tenacity yeah. and the ferocity of just like the way he plays cornerback. He is. Chase Lucas in a smaller body. Um, and I think that is going to be a lot of fun. My only issue, and it's not really an issue, is I don't necessarily know how the rotation is going to work in the secondary because I think a lot of it is going to rely on Xavier Alford's waiver and if that gets approved. Because then you see movement at safety. I think if Xavier Alford doesn't get his waiver uh, approved and he's not able to play this season, I think they move Chris Edmonds back to safety, safety with Shamari. If they don't, then I see a scenario where you've got Roe on one side, you've got JC playing nickel, and then you've got Chris Edmonds opposite. Yeah, and we'll see how much nickel they even play. Uh, I, I would assume they play a lot with this, but you just never know. Yeah. Uh, I think there's going to be, they're going to rotate a lot. Um, and all the people that were here for the Big 12 conversation, if you're going to leave while we're talking about AC football, leave a like on your way out. Yeah, there's 93 of you in here, only 18 likes. Just hit that like button. It's super easy. You can do it on your way out. Also, Bye hit that babe. subscribe button on the way out, too, because look, there's going to be a lot more discussions to be had in terms of conference realignment, uh, football, basketball, etc. So definitely leave a like. Do what Bobby's asking you guys. Uh, but yeah, he's not asking. He's pleading. To your point, the, the the defensive backs have been a lot of fun. BJ Green has been an absolute monster today. He lined up. He put an offensive lineman straight on their ass today. I'm not going to say which one, <laughs> but he put an offensive lineman on their back in that got the defense probably the most juice that i have seen what like in what context what type of drill was it this was team wow that's embarrassing this was team yeah bj green is is such a force now and 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 most i I guess almost everybody that follows asc football knows this story about being walk-on guy turning a scholarship to now being probably the leader of this edge group yeah um it's it's gonna be really fun to watch him this year uh because he his his passion for the game and his will to to learn and just eat. I yeah. mean, he tries so hard. Uh, it's really fun to watch. Yeah, and it's been interesting because today specifically, I saw Kenny work a little bit more uh, or just spend a little bit more time with the defensive backs, with the edge guys, uh, with the interior defensive linemen. And he was asked about spending time with the defense because obviously everybody knows Kenny Dillingham, former offensive coordinator at Oregon, FSU. Everywhere he goes, he's just an offensive guy. And that's probably why, you know, part of the reason why he was brought here. So he was asked about working with the defense and he gave a pretty interesting answer. This is what he had to say. I mean, teaching them why, why offense does what? Like that, that's the key. Like everything I think about offense is from a defensive mentality. I learned offense through defense, right? I think that's what... I mean, good coordinators do, right, is they understand defense at such a high level that it helps them understand how to take, take advantage of the defense. So I want to educate the defense on why we're doing certain things, why we're lining up in FIB, why we're lining up in bunches, why we're cutting splits in the low red zone, what the purpose of that is so they can, one, play physical, but combine that with playing smart. Yeah, one transition that we're seeing Kenny make is the transition from 
uh, like a less of an offensive minded role. He's not going to be calling plays. Uh, He's 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 not going to be the the obviously he's not an offensive coordinator anymore. This is just the the this is the new Kenny and and the, I love how he's embracing it. And Jacob brings it up in the chat. He says, "Great for the defense worrying about our offense." Uh, I would say it's the other way for me. I'm still there's a lot of uncertainties on the on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainties everywhere, but. I'm not worried about the offense. I will say at this current point, I have more faith in the defense. Um, I would say a great def- I'm more. I'm, I, I like the defensive line more than I like the offensive line. I'm just. Uh, it's not even that concern for me. I just need to see what this team looks like consistently with a quarterback at the helm because you're in a quarterback competition right now. And as recent as yesterday, I said Trent Borgay was in the driver's seat for the starting quarterback spot. And guess what? Drew Pine had his best day in an ASU uniform. I love that. And he looked good. And he, there were certain Did he plays. Look good though. There were certain plays that Drew Pine made today that other quarterbacks on the roster simply can't make from an athleticism standpoint. And what what, what is his best trait athletically? Like what what does he do best that other quarterbacks can't do on the roster? Would you I, say? I, I mean, it's either his, his ability to scramble or his He's, his release. His release is so much faster it, than the other quarterbacks. It's faster than Rashada's. Yes. Really. Yes. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Because he doesn't it's concise too. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a traditional throwing yeah. motion, so it's, he's allowed to get the ball out quicker. Way. Yeah. yeah. It, he, he his his scrambling reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson's scrambling. Like it's he's not going to blow you away with speed, but he, you know you'll watch something you're like damn that was sneaky fast. athletic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. That's why I compared to Russell Wilson. Um, yeah. Just a really high IQ guy. Yeah. There like, it is. Yeah. There it is. Um, but yeah, he he does just he he is. You know, he'll cut you off guard for sure. Yeah. Um, Robbie also asking, when are we going to uh, talk with Mike Luke about this? I'm sure very soon. Sooner rather uh, than later. Probably. Yeah, I'm sure very soon. Look, as it relates to quarterback, I know I said it was Drew Pine's best day, but Kenny said it was all of the quarterback's best days. And this is why. This is what he had to say. I thought they were a little more calm. We talked a lot yesterday about, yeah, you know your reads, great. If you're looking at your routes, you're looking at the wrong thing. If you know you got a concept over here and you know it's good versus that, that look, the only thing that can stop this play is if this Will linebacker sprints out. So why are you looking over there on the snap at your routes? You should be looking at the Will linebacker because if he sprints out, you should progress faster. So we're slowly taking the next step from what are the plays and what is your job to now what stops the play and how do you progress quicker? You know one thing that I really love about Kenny, and I love a lot of things, but he isn't afraid to like he doesn't have to dumb things down for like your you know your regular football consumer like 80 percent, 90 percent of the people even that watch professional in college football don't know what a well linebacker is yeah they don't know about route concepts but he just talks like he thinks like he just whatever he's thinking about when it comes to a he's, he's just talking he's just he's just exactly what he says to a player he's going to say to a reporter yeah. and i love that and the, the really cool thing is i think the way he says it is digestible, not only for media, not only for fans, not only for administration. And I think that's what you saw from partially why he got this job, but he makes it digestible for his players, right? It is super easy to get lost. If you're a freshman out there working and this is your first collegiate practice or your first collegiate season and 
Kenny Dillingham, one of the most knowledgeable minds in college athletics, is delivering yeah. all of this to you, it probably gets a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I talked with this uh, with someone in the media earlier today, right? Because there are a lot of players out there who are huffing and puffing, transfers specifically, mm-hmm. who are just not used to this weather. They're not used to spending two hours running in 100 degrees back and forth with five-minute breaks, mm-hmm. right? They're just not used to it. So... The, the, the really cool thing about not only Kenny, but the rest of the coaching staff making everything really digestible is the fact that when you are tired like this and you're on an hour and a half and you're getting ready for team drills and you make a mistake and you're exhausted to have your head coach come over and like be able to explain that to you in a way that a doesn't tire you out more from a mental standpoint, but makes it short, concise. And so you're like, okay, I know what I have to do to a not have to worry anymore about the the physical exertion that I'm doing, but the mental exertion too, because people forget about that. You see somebody huffing and puffing after an hour and a half of a football practice. You're like, oh, they're tired physically. Yeah, you're tired mentally as well after a two-hour football practice of I've got this play, I've got this read, I, I've got to make this throw, I've got to make this like catch. Like It is a difficult process, yeah. and I think that's where having Kenny Dillingham helps. And that's why trusting your coach and enjoying being around your coach helps so much too is because – Everyone gets grumpy in the heat. Yeah. (laughs) And so grumpy practicing day after day, early in the morning in the heat, being yelled at. You got to respect the guy that's yelling at you. Oh, Um, absolutely. And that's a a huge thing that he brings. But you would still say season starts tomorrow. Trent Borgay is being rolled out as QB1. Yeah. If if I'm making the decision and I am off of the first four days of fall camp, I still go with Trent Borgay. Although yesterday I said, what, the line was probably minus 250 is what I said? Yeah. I would say the line is probably minus 180 now. Wow, really? That so big? So it's gone down. Drew Pine had his best day in a Sunnival uniform today. Uh, and I don't take that lightly, given the fact that this is, again, a guy coming from from Notre Dame and playing several games there. How did Rashad look today? Uh, again, you, you see the throws mm-hmm. that he makes. Well, who who had the were, were the... were the quarterbacks throwing to the back shoulder drill that they were doing? Or that, was that the quarterbacks or was that a coach? No, it was the it was quarterbacks. It was quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how was the ball placement from each quarterback? In the um, that was the the one thing that I will say is that where Pine that's where Pine I think had his biggest struggles. Yeah. Was sometimes he just overthrows his quarterback, uh, and that's again from my perspective. Sometimes it feels like he gets jittery in the pocket and will will roll out uh, or will make a throw before the route is fully developed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes where it hurts him. Rashad is not so much of that. He's still working on like the placement. Yeah. of the ball he's got the arm but i think he's still just trying to figure out okay how can i use my cannon of an arm a and b it's different because now these quarterbacks you're not working with high school wide receivers you are working with guys at an elite level in elijah badger jalen conyers jake smith uh, xavier guillory mm-hmm. who are far faster and they can adjust like so much differently but yeah. then again you're also going against defensive backs who are much more talented as well yeah and that's the Trenton Borgay special that I, I feel like he was probably throwing dots on that corner fade and I said dude I saw one of Troy that's a scary sight if you're a DB lined up one-on-one a corner fade with Troy O'Meary I also hate corner fades I think they're the worst play in football um but if you have a mismatch you have a mismatch uh Watchman WD saying does Christopher Walken play Michael Crow in the made for TV movie Hilarious, uh, first of all. And second of all, I wanted to bring it up so I could do my impression. You ready? Okay. Hey, I'm leaving for the Big 12 here. I'm Christopher Walken. I'm walking. Public University. Help. All right. 
That was good. Last yep. thing I'll say about practice today that I think was another interesting teaching moment because sometimes again you popsicles don't, still. I don't know if they're popsicles still. I know they still got the five minute breaks in between. Rats. But there was a point where they were running uh, wide receiver like concepts, mm-hmm. and so it was two on two. And so there was a point where it was Row Torrance, and I forget who the other three players were because I was focused on on Row and the guys, the two wide receivers in the concept had a read. And Rowe had forced the wide receiver inside. I think it was Melquan. He forced Melquan inside instead of to go on the fade. And Melquan caught the pass. Rowe obviously giving up a touchdown because this was near the goal line. And Kenny comes to him and he says, dude, every single time that you have a concept like this, force that wide receiver to go on the fade. Force that quarterback to throw that fade. No quarterback is going to want to throw a a goal line fade to a 6-3 corner. They're just not going to want to do it. So every single time... You have to force him that way. So it's another really good teaching moment. It's, it's also so funny with Kenny. Sorry to cut you off, but he's just, he's so like, he's like the, the route concepts and the way he moves his offense is so like, it seems so complex, but he's thought like Shanahan where he just dumps things down. It's yeah. really simple. Like he makes football seem so simple. It makes you seem like an idiot if you do something wrong because you're like, dude, it's all you got to do is this. And you're like, oh yeah. That same drill when they were running the route concepts, the very last, the very last rep was, you know, guys that you're probably not going to see the field a whole lot of this season. <laughs> they ran it and they like, they ran the wrong routes and they're like, that was the last one. So Kenny started immediately running to the the other field and he just looks he's like well i don't know what that was but it's not a play we have <laughs> he just ran across it was the funniest shit that i've ever he seen man. he's just juiced he's just yeah. juiced up and it's a lot of fun to see a lot of excitement for asu football fall camp day five tomorrow i'll be out there um, so obviously stay locked in on social media at phnx underscore sun devil something that's keeping me through fall camp is my shady rays guys bringing them out there every single day to you keep sunscreen on Today? No. But yesterday I did. Yesterday I did. And I reapplied yesterday. I reapplied yesterday. It was a little cloudy yesterday. Today it did not feel as hot as it did the other day. Mm. I will say that. Guys, Shady Rays. You can shop the entire collection at their brand new location. Carolyn Commons, a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange them for a brand new pair or return them for free. Within 30 days, there's no risk when you shop their team. Always has your back and exclusively for our listeners. Guys, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use that code PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. 250,000 is about the best golf score I've had. I'm going to be honest with <laughs> That's you. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I'm not very good. I have broken 100 one time. Yep, and I do. But I, whenever I don't break 100, I look really damn good not breaking 100 mm, mm. in my pins and aces. The there official golf apparel partner of PHNX and All City. We love all of our pins and aces gear. I get tons of compliments. It makes Leah jealous. It's like I got to stop wearing them sometimes because of how many how many people are saying I like your shirt. Like, sorry. Boring with part of my life. Um, they make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even the beer sleeve. You can store up to seven beers in a sleeve that keeps all of the beer cold. You can put it in your golf bag. It is such a great um, product. Word slipped my mind. We were talking about capitalism all day. I forgot the word product. Ironic. Guys, check out pinsandaces.com and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Dot com. MC in the chat. We have a live update tonight. Aura Spaces. Um, we'll see what comes out of that Arizona Board of Regents meeting. Like I said, stay locked in uh, on PHNX underscore Sun Devils because if something does happen, 
and it is noteworthy. We will absolutely go live and discuss it. Uh, regardless, uh, follow me on social at Anthony underscore Totri. I'll have updates, anything that I'm hearing. Shane as well over at Shane Deef. Uh, just being upset by the man, as always. Guys, it is going to be an interesting 24 to 48 hours. So we tell you every day to follow us, but this is the day to do it. Leave a like but Leave a like on your way out. Hit that subscribe button as well. And we may see you guys tonight, but we'll definitely see you guys tomorrow at 2 p.m. For now, guys, enjoy the rest of your thirsty Thursday and maybe the last day that you're in the Pac-12.